um, having me on the, this little podcast in a while. Really busy. Absolutely crazy busy. Getting home some days half nine at night. Starting some days at four o'clock in the morning. Well, actually most days at four o'clock in the morning. In work for quarter past five. Um, and I have some training myself in the evening, so a bit of a multitasker. Actually, one of my worst, um, one of my worst attributes is trying to make it at once. But here we are. It's freezing. It's January. People are probably sliding off the wagon as we speak. Um, come here to me. I want to talk about this whole approach on nutrition. So, there's a couple of things you need to, um, I suppose, understand. I think you know these things. It's that calorie isn't a calorie. Now, if we want to go anal about it and say, well, an inch of wool is the same as an inch of steel, because you probably measure an inch, in that aspect, you'd be correct. But you'd also be a bit of a dick, because you know wool and steel are different. So, on the calorie side of things, when you're talking about, ah, oh, well, this one manage my calories, I lose a bit of weight. That might happen for a little while. But there's a whole hormonal system at play that's going to catch you out eventually. So it's going to come down to the quality of the food you're eating. Like, and I, I know people know this at some degree. They might not know um, in-depth knowledge, but at some degree, you know, like borzoi potato waffles, beans, and ketchup isn't a good dinner. In fact, it's pretty shit. So what we have to really look at is what is your understanding and what you're willing to do, because people might understand. You know, quite an awful lot of things, but they just haven't got to. They get up and go. They're waiting for divine intervention to come down. You know, and we're starting to go. Here you go. Every morning, wake up with a fresh plate of uh, healthy food. It's just not going to happen. So, it so happens that you tend to eat like certain foods, like <clears throat> white potatoes, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, good starchy carbohydrates. Greens, vegetables, lean sources of protein. Maybe you're a vegetarian, or maybe you're not a meat eater, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, although, one of the smartest things you, you could do with your vegetables is probably add on a piece of meat. However, maybe you don't like that. Maybe you're not into eating meat. It, it doesn't really matter. It's going to come down to the quality of the nutrients in the food every single time. And if you're of the belief that I'll just have a Diet Coke instead, well, if you're eating that or drinking that, thinking that that's the healthier choice, it's not. So nothing really replaces water. And if you, if you can, if you can think of something to replace water, let us know. You'll probably change evolution. You'd be a millionaire. But nothing's really gonna replace the water. So that's a like there's certain facts. I mean, like you want to try try not like stray too far away from the actual facts themselves, because what's the fucking point? You're just going to go around in circles looking for the tastiest way out of this. And that's another thing. <clears throat> what I try to tell... <clears throat> Jesus, I'm coughing here. <clears throat> First thing in the morning... <clears throat> there we go. So, what I try to tell you know, my, my clients is that try to yourself go a little bit hungry. Now, we're not talking starvation here. We're talking have a breakfast, eat nothing till, till your lunch, have a lunch. Now you tell me how your lunch tastes because it's that old mantra, you know, like hunger is the best sauce. 
So, of course, there comes a bit of self-control and discipline during the day. Um, I'd love to say that is it. In a nutshell, done, you're done, you're finished, go home, it's all over, you're now in shape. Um, and, and sometimes when you're looking at information, it, it may be at a different level you're at. And let me share something. So, I started doing Taekwondo, I'd say kicking now about two years, but in the club, a year, in the actual club, a year and a little bit. So, if I want to keep up with a black belt level of skill, a certain black belt, because we're quite happy with how the kicks are going. But, and let's say, the person's got far more experience, far more skill, to do it longer, I won't be able to keep up. Because I'm on a green belt at the moment. And the belt, let's forget about the belt, it's more so about on years of experience and the work, total work done. So, if you're trying to keep up with somebody who's, we'll say, a bit more experienced in health and fitness foods and training than you, well, it's kind of like you're going in to fight a black belt and you don't even have a belt. You know, it'll be a landslide. So, where you start from, sometimes somebody will follow, maybe it's me online, Instagram, the fit coach, hit me up. But maybe it's, um, or and the gym, fitstudios underscore or fitstudios.e, fitstudiosgym.com. Um, maybe you're following that and you're like, oh, this is too much. I just, oh, I can't. I know it looks great, but I'm like, I can't do that. So, of course, you could say, I'm going to. I'm going to start having, uh, doing more steps. I'm going to start walking. And that would be good. That would be a, a good step to... That would be a good mental step. You know, and if you're quite out of shape, it's a good physical step. But you've been walking since you're one. So we need a bit more. Walk up a hill. Yeah, and this, is, this sounds a bit simple, but this is where it needs to be. Because we can put a heart rate monitor on you. And we can see just how, how difficult this is. So sometimes somebody's going for a walk. And you go, oh, I had uh, 10,000 steps today. But humans become very, very efficient, like very fast. Like it is crazy how efficient we can get. And your overall caloric kind of output on that, it's not as taxing as, I, as it used to be. It's like somebody joins the gym and says, yeah, I cycle to work. I'm like, oh, fair play. Like, oh, to be honest, I've been doing it for like six years. It's nothing. I don't even sweat. So, you will have to change some things about that. Um, we're always going to, I am, and we are going to try to push you to do resistance-based exercises that train your muscles hard. So, if I'm running, which is great, if I'm running, yeah, I'll, I'll burn a certain amount, but I can only really run well as much as my body is strong. That's probably a shit sentence. Well, I actually don't hire English in the leading chair, but however, but I can't really run... Uh, my best, if I'm not my strongest or my stablest. So if you're strong and stable in the lower body, you're a more efficient runner, which is safer. You run further for longer. So if you are weak in the lower body and unstable, then running doesn't really serve you that well, which would reinforce the fact of we must basically eat the traffic is shit this morning. Jesus Christ. We're in the car, traffic is terrible, but we must get strong. Um, you know, another thing is that try not to compare yourself to anybody else's body. And here's some just factors, and I only know this from working in this industry the past ten years and training for over ten years. Is that your tor- like your body shape is your shape. So if you find put your hands on your hip bones, like you can't make them smaller. 
Now there could be a bit of fat around each one. You can definitely bring that down. Um, the length of your torso. And when people are looking for like six packs and flat stomachs and stuff, the length of or the distance between your rib cage and your hips, and particularly the top of your rib cage, your sternum and your hips, that depends. That'll kind of govern what it's going to look like. That's a bit, bit more advanced now. But 99% of the people, in my experience now, now you might be a person, and I'm sure it's fine, um, that says, look, I've got no interest in that. I just, I'm eating too much fucking chips and lasagna. and having too many points, and I just want the belly to go back down, and I'll be grand. Well, for you, it's even easier then. For you, if that's all you want to do, you just have to literally have, literally have some self-control. And bring those calories down, and you will lose the weight. And it'll just come back down. And if you're not interested in changing the composition of your body, okay, that's that's up to you. I, I strongly think you should c- consider resistance-based training to make your body a bit more muscular. Um, you're not getting any younger, so it's either get fitter or stronger or get old and weak. It's kind of how it is. So if you are the person, though, who's like, I want to really, you know, I want like to look like I actually exercise. Does that make sense? So, whichever way you want to quantify that, if that's bulging biceps or whatever it is, you want to look like you train. And that's how people kind of judge their personal trainers, isn't it? I wouldn't go to him, why, he doesn't really look like he trains. So, this this is the thing as well, it's like, if you want to, I'm not going to hire a butcher to, you know, plaster my house. Do you know what I mean? It's got like, if you want to be about this thing, then you've got to be about this thing and get around people who are, are doing it. Uh, and look to get educated on the subject. Um, I think we're getting a bit soft. I also think it, there's been great um, progress in the conversation about mental health, and that's something that is quite dear to me. Um, I've had some really tough times over the years, as I'm sure many have had. Um, so we are talking more. We don't seem to be... In terms of the physical action, now this is coming back away from mental health now, doing more. Now we could look at statistics and say, well, more people are cycling. Yeah, probably in January. Um, if you drive a car, you'll know the roads a little bit easier in January because people are going, up. Oh, new year, new me. Doing that for 10 years. Same old you every January. So what I'm kind of here to do is to challenge your, um, challenge your brain. You know, what are you willing to do? Because I want you to... That voice, I suppose. That voice that we all have. The, the, the most important conversation is the one you have with yourself. I want that voice to start getting satisfied. Because that voice wants things. And you feel it intuitively. You, just, you feel, you know, you want these certain things. But then you go and do a physical act of whatever. Let's say it's you join a gym. And your expectation of yourself is that... You put on the motivation music, you go and boil all the new aluminous ASICs clothes, like, right, I'm going to do this thing, and you get there, and you realise in the warm-up, oh, shit, I am not as fit as I thought I was. And you can do two things with that. You can keep going, like everybody else in the class, or you can go, oh, oh you know what, it's the, it's the new runners, and it's the, um, it's, uh, you, you know, it was a late night last night, so... I'm like, okay, so what's tomorrow? Well, you know, tomorrow I've got, like, oh, we shared a car, and 
teacher up the kids at school, like a stop, because you've you're already defeated. So we need to you need to understand that there's levels to everything. So in order for you to have a little bit of fitness, you need some base aerobic work, cycling, walking, swimming, running. Walking's the lowest level. Uh, so you go on this cycling probably. You got swimming. So they're all good to get you going. But ultimately, I've got standards like I set for people. And I have standards because there's certain things. Like, the body just starts to look certain ways when you have certain physical attributes. So if you can bench press so much or do many, so many, so many push-ups or do many, so many pull-ups or, or lunge with a certain amount of weight. Like, when you can do all these things, the body will look a certain way. And I can pretty much say every single time. Every single time I've done this. Uh, and then you'll know, well, I'm strong enough, I'm fit enough, I'm, you know, things are going well. Most of my efforts should be towards lifestyle, food, uh, and looking after myself that way. Which is brilliant because it removes the question of what do I have to do to get in shape? Because you're already strong and fit enough, now you just have to get mentally fit and strong. You know, maybe to throw the old jar of cookies out of the house. Maybe it's, um, go talk to a counsellor. Uh, explain why you find it hard uh, to to not binge the whole time. And then as the you can say all these things, you can get a journal, a friend of mine, Stephen, got the 1% journal. Um, look it up on Instagram, um, Stephen Usher, the 1% journal. Very good idea. Just trying to get people to be a bit mindful every day. Um, you know, but you got to take this thing seriously. You have to take it seriously. Because the context is really everything, you know. There's a girl in one of my um, classes, and whatever, this girl was born, she's got, she's got one hand, but that's the way she was born, so I guess, you know, she's not any different. Lovely girl, trained her ass, obviously in great shape. And I love working with people like that who've got some genuine adversity to, to overcome. I'm not saying other people's mental health problems or mental health issues or stress in their life is not genuine. I'm just saying, how hard is it if you've got one hand? Do you know what I mean? Like, how hard is that? So, learn from that. You know, it's like, well, well, and sometimes, I still don't know why this is yet, sometimes we just need a catastrophe, I'm not saying one hand, it's a catastrophe, I mean, a different person now needs something that happens so bad to shake their life up that they're forced to do something about it. Um, with some person, it's an illness, um, it's a, their partner leaves them, I don't know, something happens lose a job, something happens, and all of a sudden, they go, oh, now I can transform, because I have to. So, for me, it's trying to get that catalyst for people without that disaster happening. Um, it just, just, it just is what it is. You know, for me, when I, when I was, I just wanted to boost my self-esteem early on, you know, I was, when I was 19, I was really skinny, looking up to some lads in my area who were like, Big and I was like, oh, that looks good to get nice and athletic and strong. I just wanted to be strong. That's all I wanted to be strong and fit and be able-bodied. So I started training to do that. At the start, I hadn't got a rasher as what I was doing. I'd go to the gym, run on a treadmill, do some bicep curls, talk to talk some bodybuilders, and go home. And eventually, a friend of mine, Baker, great guy, still in great shape, um, just said, listen, go to the gym, I'll have a chat with you. And after the gym, so whatever, I've done a weight session, done like a bodybuilding, I've done some, some lap pull downs, some bench presses, some dips, 
you know, my arms were shaking. I was, um, he put me through a basic session. I'm very forever grateful for that. Because he took me aside and said, listen, let's go to the cafe now and get something to eat. So I walked in, he goes, can you eat? I said, yeah, of course I can eat. And he goes, no, can you eat? eat? Like, it's, can you eat? It's a different thing. I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I can eat, eat. Uh, fuck that means. So, he goes, what are you getting for your lunch? I went, oh, I might get maybe a, a chicken wrap, a protein shake. And he's like, okay. I'll order, order lunch for you. I'll order your lunch. Okay. So I sit down, and down, down comes, like, a half-roast chicken, oh, roast potatoes, peas, sprouts, carrots. Like, a big dinner. And he's like, this is what you have to eat nearly every meal at your level. Because there's not enough going in. And you can train good, but you won't be able to recover on a chicken wrap. He didn't go into carbohydrates too much. He said, listen... Dinners. Start eating dinners most of the time. So I was like, yeah. And it was a very good coaching tip because he kept it simple. Um, but the good thing with that is that I've been cooking dinners like that since I was 12. And this seems to be a really, really large part of, I suppose, my success in training. But other people's um, failures is that from a very young age, they weren't shown how to cook. You know, maybe their parents didn't know either. That's it. That's okay. But it's unfortunate. But... You know, I had to cook at a very young age because my mother was sick. And um, when cooking the dinner sometimes was very stressful for her. Um, she's mentally unwell. So, very stressed out. So, my dad would say, look, you have to watch me what I'm doing here. Because you're going to have to make, make the dinners soon or you'll have to fend for yourself or whatever he said. And I was like, yeah, cool. I just, 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 just like spending time with my dad like that. I'd just sit and watch him cook, and I was going in. And then he'd say, okay, you chop the mushrooms, or you do this. And, you... and before you know it, you're making dinners. And, you know, if I was going to be in the house on my own when I was, well, whatever, 14 or 13 or 15, like, in most, most of my friends, if they were hungry, they would go for, I don't know, a toasted crisp sandwich. Anyway. Toasted crisps? No, a toasted sandwich of crisps. So something like that. Something just very kind of generic, very kind of just easy to make. Two slices of toast, a bit of cheese, a pack of potato or king. I never really found out who people... Is it Tate or king? For me, it was king. And Tate came back for a while, but king came out better. Um, however, and I would just I would just make store fries and steaks and chickens. And then I got to the stage where my dad was like, here, you're fucking eating all the beautiful food we have for dinner. Start shopping. Uh, I got a job when I was 14, working in a factory, um, and here's another thing, I wasn't really into mashed potatoes or onions, and I went, this is where I get the whole hunger is the best sauce, because it worked for me, I went to work one day, and I forgot my wallet, I forgot my lunch, and when you're 14 years old, and you're working in a factory for 40 hours, on a, like obviously in the week, but like you're not used to working like a hard day's labour, so... I had my usual little bit of cereal in the morning, a bit of porridge, went off to work all day without food, and I came home. And I'm like, I'm so hungry. My dad was like, well, there's mashed potatoes there, and there's onions, and there's pork chops, and there's all that. So he made the dinner. The dinner. And um, I ate every single scrap. I actually remember well. I had about... My dad used to serve the mashed potatoes with, like, an ice cream scoop. 
I guess he felt posh or something. I don't know. Um, but I must have had about 10 scoops of mashed potatoes. And that was a defining moment for me. I was like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I kind of just started to, to realise that, you know, it's okay to feel a bit of hunger. I'm not saying you should go all day without food. Just so don't, don't think I'm, I'm doing that. I'm saying when you have that genuine little bit of hunger and your body goes, hey, it's time to eat. You know, make a good choice then because your food will taste better as well. Um, I want people to have success, but, you know, I'm not saying I never had toasted cheese sandwiches. Jeez, I had many, and I put some Worcestershire sauce on there as well. I think I had some King Crisp in there as well. You know, I did have food like that. I absolutely did, 100%. But later on, when I found out that all this really was, was basically eating food that was as close and natural as possible. That's it. I was like, it was like somebody opened Pandora's box. I was like, oh my God. Because my training was never really a problem. Cause I always pushed myself hard. Um, and I think that's because my mom brought me to football when I was eight. I was terrified. I wouldn't get out. I was kind of, I just got very emotional. I wouldn't, I was embarrassed. But she's like, listen, this would be good for you. And she brought me week after week. I joined the football team and it was great to get into that competitive environment. So, Trying to push myself hard, I think that's where I got that from. So I thank my mum and dad for that. But maybe you're not a sports person, so in that aspect, it's good to join a group, some sort of group training, because you, you get that environment, and it's so important. And anybody who's is a personal trainer or who has trained people who have not come from a sporting background, there's a massive difference. Uh, coordination, timing, rhythm, mindset, there's a lot of a big, big difference. Um, they don't have to be national champions. You know, they could have played a bit of Hurley or Ga or Camogie for the skill, whatever. Um, they could have done swimming, they could have done ballet, a- a- anything. If they come from anything that they spent a couple of years in, um, they usually have a better way about achieving things because they practice the art, like achieving goals early on. So they can try to, they can basically associate um, the same thing now which just okay I'm achieving a different goal but I know the work that's, that's required um, yeah I mean for me personally like, I love the taste of real food I don't think it's suffering you know I think um, I love t- chicken steak turkey fish eggs I think they all taste great um, sweet potatoes like, and I also how you cook like you can put sweet potatoes in the oven right and cook them, and they come out in a bit, nah. You put a bit of rapeseed oil on them, a bit of parsley, a bit of thyme, a bit of salt, black pepper. Well, that's a different thing. So you have to, you know, look into, sorry, you don't have to do anything, but like I recommend looking into, you know, some very, very, very simple seasoning things that you can do with your food. Um, it, it's, it's a funny one, you know, because we live in such an abundance of food that now... We don't like the food that's closest to the food that got us the furthest in the first place. You know, it's like, I'm not saying you have to adapt this hunter-gatherer mentality because I don't think you're going to enjoy eating berries and bugs and bits of moss and mushrooms from a field all day. But you need to look at basic skills. And then there's the argument of, oh yeah, but I don't have the time. I'm like, yes, you fucking do. Like, you really do. Like, there's days where 
I'll get up at four o'clock, have a breakfast, go in, teach, say, three classes, then a PT session, maybe have 45 minutes, get a gym together, because the, the, the third class, leave it a mess. Um, I might have some, very something small then, maybe it's a handful of nuts, maybe it's a piece of fruit, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's, it is something. And then I won't eat then but one o'clock, because I'm busy. And then what to do at one o'clock? I prioritise a good lunch. So I go somewhere local, um, or I'll have my lunch with me. And then I might train in the afternoon, I might not train in the afternoon. I'll come home, have a good dinner, or I might go to Taekwondo. So, like, wherever I am, like, wherever I'm going back to, to be a good dinner. So, example of last night, so I had a long day yesterday, a very, very long day. Go home, and I had a steak, I had some a steak, egg white omelette, some peas, and some greens. I I prepared some of it early, and I was like, look, I want to have a light meal today, because I'm losing a bit of weight at the moment to have a light meal. But because my day was so long, and because I have the skill of knowing, you know, what is what and how to eat, and knowing how much carbohydrates are recommended. So the first meal was kind of like, well, look, um, way too hungry. Directly after that, a big can of tuna and you know, full microwave bag of rice. Directly after that, a big bowl of porridge with, with granola in it. And that doesn't sound like um, maybe someone's ideal dinner. So... It just so happens I'd spent quite a few hours during the day without food. It just the way it happened. So it doesn't really, it kind of, probably not the best for digestion, but it doesn't really matter caloric-wise because once you fall under a certain target, um, that's a good thing. But here's the other thing with the problem with calories because they're not all equal, like I said at the very, very start, because your body works harder breaking down natural foods than it does processed foods. So if I have... 3,000 calories one day, and like let's say all of it is from healthy, like natural foods. My body's going to spend about 300 calories of that just digesting that food. Now, if I have food that's highly processed, i.e., partially digested, I'd have to work as hard. So, there's an extra calorie burn through digestion, and then because of the fact that um, those type of foods are, are full of fiber and it'll make you go for L number two, there's more calories being burnt. So, it's like it makes perfect sense in in the grand in the grand scheme of things. Um, when I look at what I ate, so look at the quality of what I ate. So let's say it was a, it was a steak, it was peas, it was broccoli, it was an egg white omelette, it was some greens. Then there was um, 200 grams of tuna with a bag of rice, and then there was porridge and granola. So other than the, other than the, the little handful of granola I put on top of the porridge, everything else is very 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 close with natural farm, obviously porridge doesn't grow in trees, so but you get what I'm talking about, so it's nutritionally dense okay, it has sustenance in it if I went home and had I don't know, a slice of lasagna um, a cup of tea half pack of hobnobs and three slices of toast it's a very different thing nutritionally and one thing we know about nutrition and your ability to recover is every day you spend calories, and every day you need calories to come in in a form of I, I actually just say, hate saying calories, but you need good nutrition every day. So if you have a couple of days of bad nutrition, your recovery, i.e., your health, really drops down, and this has a drastic effect on your overall um, heart rate variability as well. So if I've got two people standing side by side and they're both trying three times a week and one is eating say 90% good food 10% a bit of whatever he wants 
and the other person is doing 50-50, then 90% person is going to have faster progress with the training, faster progress with the fitness, because they're, they're able to recover faster based on the quality of nutrients they're taking in. Now, you can go a step forward and say, oh, can I absorb these things? I'm like, okay, it's a bit different, but people love putting up an argument saying, oh, I can't absorb that, so I'm this. I'm like, well, what about the fucking wine and the crisps and the chocolate? Can you absorb that? Because that's never the problem, is it? So, I'm getting a bit highly strung now, aren't I? I'm getting a bit highly strung here. I'm going to calm back down. Um, I don't know what it's going to take for you to get a handle on this. That's the truth. Um, you can have a toasted cheese sandwich with a packet of king. Like, you absolutely can. I think people now ask this, but like, Jesus, I wouldn't fucking mind now. Toasted sandwich. It just, you can, not all the time. Because you shouldn't want it. Because health. And, again, it's it's highly influenced by how, you're, how you grew up. It's like, I just don't add that much value to that type of food. It's very hard for me to do what I do for a living and eat junk. I won't be able to perform good. I will feel like junk. You know, um, and my reasons to and beliefs and why is to eat healthy far supersedes anything else. And that's not saying I'm an angel. Like I will have, If I want to stop off and have a McDonald's burger, I'll just eat it. You know, no problem. Um, if I want to have, I don't know, a Burger King, allowed to get a free sponsorship here, free advertisement. But you know, if I want to have something that whatever, I'll have it. It's because it's not about that. You should be able, when you have full control. Those little treats or those little social um, gatherings where you have something that's a bit, you know, a bit of banter, a bit, a bit of tasty with your friends, a bit of kind of I shouldn't say tasty because steak is fucking tasty. But like when you're having those kind of cheap meals, we call it. You shouldn't feel guilty because you have control. You only kind of feel guilty when you have complete, you've no control. So the thing is, it's getting cold here in the car. The car's pulled over. The thing is, I want you to understand that you have got control, but it might take an awful lot of perseverance and self-control from you and really hard work to get you to understand and value. And maybe you might throw a few tantrums, and maybe you might need some counselling. And maybe, because your your view of the world up until this point has been a certain way, and now somebody suggests something different, and you're like, fuck that. No, you're you're crazy. You had a, you had four eggs this morning? No, 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 no. I don't eat breakfast. I'm like, why don't you eat breakfast? Because I got to bed at half one. I'm like, okay. What time you work at? Nine. So I have no time for breakfast. Right. Okay, what about going to bed earlier? Ha! Yeah, that's my life, man. That, that's why I want to watch Netflix. This is actually very, very common. Like, very common. Now, there's a couple of reasons why someone is reluctant to give up that time. Maybe that's the only time they have for themselves to give it a me time. If that's the case, I suggest you look at the earlier section during the day. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think the half one's working out for you. It's making them miss breakfast, which is making them have a, a crap lunch, which is keeping you fat, and you're unhappy. But you justify all this by, I get to watch Netflix at half one. So, there's a lot of things. And then you have someone, someone says, well, if I'm single, it's a bit different. I'm like, you chose that. And this is the thing. Like, I, I, I can share, you know, nuggets of knowledge. I can share 
what clients have done, I can share what I have done. I can share some of my reasons why and how I I do what I do. But one thing's for sure, I've absolutely no control over what you put in your mouth and you do every single time you do it. So if you laugh it off, which is a very Irish cultural thing, and say, Happy grand like no it fucking won't. Like it won't be grand. There's literally nothing that will be grand unless you do something about it. Like literally nothing. It'll be grand. No fuck won't. So that has to die off, that mentality. It has to go. And in Ireland we're we're so we cannot wait until the very first time we, we, we get a drink. And it's fucking wild crack. And that sets up our ten years of the crack. Now I'm not against the crack, right? I love having the crack. I had a crack yesterday. It's been brilliant. However, it doesn't always have to be being shit-faced drunk. I've been there. I've been blacked out drunk. You know, I got so drunk before that I fell out of a taxi on the way home. So, like, you know, people, oh, my God, it's terrible. I'm pretty sure you're, you're um, pretty sure you've had some, some, some dodgy times as well. So we've all been drunk. But Irish people glorify that. I look back at that and go, oh my god, I could have died. Rewind the three hours before that, it was, yee-hoo, tequilas. Hey, gringo. Like, it's, it was like, it were great in that aspect. And we do not want to deal with the consequences. And then later on in life, after the party of the 20s comes out, and I kind of, I suppose, took it down a bit, I got about 26. Um, I know, listen, I can still have another party. Like, I would still... Maybe once or twice a year, I might have an L an L Kaylee, but maybe three times. But I just don't value it anymore. My hangovers are absolutely horrendous. I always got bad hangovers. Always. I could have four beers and be rough the next day. Somebody could be four beers and be like bouncing the work the next day. So I, I handle alcohol very different. Um, we've gone a little bit off topic there. Now we're talking about the session, but. That's an Irish thing as well. It really is an Irish thing, and it's not until you talk to people from other countries and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you sounds like you guys drinking awful alcohol." That's probably not a good thing. And you look at yourself and you're like, "Yeah, we, we we actually we actually do." I mean, how many people were drunk before they were fifteen? I was, and I couldn't wait to do it. And you would you'd rob a can of beer just to drink it. Yahoo! So that's a cultural thing. Um. I remember that well, actually. It was kind of Miller. And he ended up singing Manchester United songs in my bed. However, um, the crack. Look, I don't know what's going to be the final answer for you. Um, but you have to sustain something. Um, and sustainability is another word people love attaching themselves to. That's so unsustainable. I'm like, if you knew what human beings are currently sustaining at this moment in time, you're a little, it's unsustainable, but I'll have a packet of Maryland cookies and a cup of tea, is largely nonsense. Like, it's largely nonsense. You're also very easily influenced by the people around you because you care about what they say, think and feel, and their opinion. So, if you're giving yourself a new diet because you want to be healthy, which is and one of the best things you can probably do in the world forever. Um, and someone says, sure, listen, why do you need to be dieting? You look a bit miserable to me. 
for me, in my experience, that person feels a bit like, ooh, um, well, I feel a bit crap at myself now this person's going to die, and I'm not. People are actually genuinely like that. And then that other person, that person might not have that approach, that person just might view the world that way. So, if you've got a couple of people around you, which you probably do, and they're not, like, encouraging you, or you've got a couple of options to change the people, or just keep it to yourself a little bit. And you'll have to, you'll have to have a bit of thick skin as well, because people love derailing people and asking questions they don't really understand, and kind of picking at you. But that's good, because that's your opportunity to say, to be humble and go, oh, yeah, I just realised that in the past ten years, you know, I spent a lot of money and a lot of crack, you know, and that way of living really isn't serving me right now. And I'm trying to set myself up to be a bit healthier for the future. And to be honest, I'm carrying a few extra pounds that I fucking hate. And you might say I look great and all that, but for me, man, I don't fucking like it. I have man boobs and I hate them. Because that's the stuff, that's the real stuff people say. I get that, I get that out of people in the first session. I have ways of getting out of them. Why are you really here? That's just... Oh, I want to... No, bullshit. Why are you really here right now? What do you want to do? When you look in the mirror, what are you saying to yourself? And the person looks at me, takes a big breath in. I ask them why about five times. And they say, listen, I just want to really improve my self-esteem. I've been just letting things slip for too long. Bang! Bingo! We have it. Lovely. Fuel. Let's go. Well done. Thank you so much for sharing that information with me. Now we can get results. Because the other stuff, the question's like, are we the big bad? Google it. Just, just Google it. Because, like, I'm a firm believer that I'm, I'm gentle with people, and I'm also understanding, and I'm harsh. I have to be a few different people every day, based on the person in front of me, because no one's the same. You know, bring things right back down to life or death situations. Because that will get you the, tr- the truth fastest. Um, bring it right down to, okay, so your life depends on it right now. Because I say this because some of my clients, their life did depend on it. They got cancer. And I'm not saying nutrition is going to fix that, because that would be a foolish thing to say. But when I've seen people in such discomfort, their approach on what used to be difficult is now magically no longer difficult. It's like when a person becomes a parent for the first time. They realise all my little stuff I was moaning about doesn't matter. Like literally, it's gone. I can't even have a shower now. You know, it's 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 a very different thing. So it's that catalyst that we need again. So if your life depended on it now, this second, tell me what's a healthy day of food, and don't say something like um, two boiled eggs for breakfast, a little salad for lunch, and a soup for dinner. But that's like not even a thousand calories, and you'll see you'll get hormonal damage off that and if women keep eating like that eventually the periods will stop so we got to get you got to understand what you need and that's that's what we're here for here's the number of calories you need here's probably the best way of doing that here's a logical step-by-step approach here's a little bit of variability and that's all you're getting because you can't have it all and it's kind of like you know it's like with training you can't be fast, powerful, flexible, well-coordinated, all these things at the same time, because 
each one of those attributes takes a bit of time to develop. So you might develop them all slowly, or, or one. For me, I developed one at a time. Um, got really strong first, got really fit first, got, and then I started kind of amalgamating things together. So you can't have it all. And that's just, you know, if you look at the sign, the yin and yang sign, you cannot have black without white. You can't have joy without pain. You can't have progress without suffering. So it's going to be a price you have to pay, and that price is going to be letting that old personality die, and this new personality to be born. Um, that's what really has to happen because you'll spend your life taking one step forward and two steps backwards, and then one step forward and four steps backwards, and then stopping. When the next person is just taking those little small steps all the time, little small small steps. Five years go past. And you look at your friend going, fucking hell, you're 40. You look terrific. And he goes, yeah, well, remember all those times I said he'd come for a run? Remember all those times I said he'd come to the gym? And remember all those times he didn't go? I went. Yeah. So, I hope this little talk, excuse me, I'm a bit sniffy. I hope this little talk gives you some sort of context and a push in, in, the, in, the, in the right direction. Um do the right thing despite how hard it is tell the truth to yourself and there's great pain in that because admitting that you're not doing the best for yourself right now hurts so what to do is people run away from that which is why we're here so that's what I'll finish with lads it's um it's freezing now in the car. Um, I'd be bringing a group of people for a run at quarter to nine. We're going to call it the sunrise run, so it's going to get earlier and earlier. Um, in Sutton Hote, side of Sutton Hote, uh, Martello Tower, 11.8k every Sunday. And then we've been getting into the sea after, like a bunch of mad bastards. But the very funny thing about that run is, some of the fittest people in my gym have been saying... I don't think I can do that. I'm like, you would sprint that. And some of the unfittest people are doing the run. Well, they're not all unfittest, but there's people there who haven't run in four years who'd be fit but not runners. And there's a guy there, aiming is just back in the swing of things. Well, he wouldn't be a, a 10k runner. But he's like, that sounds great. Jeez, can I go? Brilliant, I'll get out and run. It's attitude. It's just his attitude. He just decided to go. He got through it. Brilliant. So, you know, be that person that says, I'm going to do this thing despite the obstacles. Because the obstacles, when you push through and get over those obstacles, when you realize you've got maybe an addiction to, or not an addiction, or, or a poor food behavior, because addiction is a different thing, um, whether it's chocolate or Pringles or something like that, when you realize, oh my God, I'm going to throw a tantrum now because I want to have my Pringles, you realize the real stuff you have to work on. Um, yeah, that's me. Gotta start some clients now. I'm actually starting Brian. Brian's in a six week transformation. Brian hits it hard all the time. And Brian hates training. He's great, like he's like, I'll do a double session today, but I fucking hate training. I'm like, why are you doing this thing, man? He's like, I have to do this thing. I have to do it. I've got too far. This has to be done now. I'm like, okay. Like you gonna enjoy nothing about training? I like the ski Eric. This guy is a natural powerhouse. Like, naturally, strong as an ox. Hates training. Absolutely hates it. 
But the fitter and fitter he gets, the more he wants to work hard, but he still says he hates training because he's always sore. I'm just like, yeah, cool, man, whatever. Let's, let's do another set. I'm not even going to entertain that shit. You love training. You like training. You would not be paying for this. You lo- you like being here. You're just trying to convince yourself that you hate it. But the fact of the matter is, you're really strong. You perform really well. You work your ass off. This is serving you well. Um, so he's in a bit of a, transfer- a transformative process that usually happens in the mind first. Stop looking at people's bodies and forgetting their minds. That body won't do anything if the mind's not there. Um, I will leave you. Um, that's that's really that's really it. Have a look on our YouTube channel. I put up a hundred videos. Fits you those gym. They're thirty to forty seconds long. Um, just simple, very very simple kind of guidelines. Um, we're putting up a video of PJ Gallagher. It's very funny. Um, this was like training PJ by the way. So we're we're doing a few sit-ups and stuff in it, and uh, he's just a funny bastard. So, you know, I'd love to hear any problems you have, any genuine questions you have. I could do it being a bit more consistent on a podcast, but, you know, I don't make any money from it. I'm busy all day doing clients. Um, I do like sharing information, but I too as well have to switch off sometimes. So it's 15 hours on every day is a commute of a bit much. Um, and I like to kind of check in every so often because it gives me time to work with people and come back and share some experiences. Alright, I'm really going to go now. That was a long goodbye. Um, good luck. Slan, have a good day. Come on. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye.